exist. Do not be deceived. There are tares sown among the wheat. There is no deception so well hidden in plain sight than the agenda of the troglodyte. They aim to erase human dominion of the earth and claim it for their own abuse. Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Dad Cast. I'm your host, Timon, with my dad. And we're here. Let's get this party started with some beer. I think I hey, rhymed all that. I already opened mine. So yeah, I, I know. That's a scary intro. Is it? I don't know, man. You said you have some stuff you need to talk about real quick. Yes. Before we even start, let's get let's get the business out of the way. Okay. I uh, the the fourth sermon. I made a statement that was incorrect. Mm-hmm. Fourth sermon. You can go back and listen yep. to Dadcast fourth sermon. Talk about the Canaanites. Going into Canaan, yep, the conquest, and I, I did a, uh, I quoted Richard Dawkins, who is a um, renowned atheist, and in my sermon I said that he uh, had passed away, or I made ref, I, I didn't say it outright, but I, you I said the late Richard the late Dawkins, Richard Dawkins. Yeah. yeah, and um, can't believe, you said and then, that. <laughs> but I, I think I can't I, believe you said that. I did say that, okay. and he, as of I don't know today, I didn't check, but I can check real quick. As of a little while ago, he was still tweeting away. So I, uh, and I don't mean ill towards him. I actually uh, came back to church the next week and said, Hey, I, oops, I, I was thinking of another prominent atheist who has gone. Right. And so we prayed for him. Nice. So just, just, I, yeah. And just to be honest, there are things in all of my sermons that are probably as I go, I'm like, Oh, I should have said that better. Or I didn't right. correctly say that or whatever. It's Later just on you'll realize it's yep. wrong. Right. Yep. I mean, I would say probably 90% of your sermons are wrong, but that's just my opinion. So. I love you, too. <laughs> yeah, I love you, too. <laughs> Welcome to the DadCast, uh, folks. This is where my dad and I talk about wild things. Just a father and son hangout. It's cool. Beer. We're, we're brewing you. another uh, batch of beer. Yeah. We did last weekend. Yep. And uh, just to be honest, we did a podcast, Yeah. and it was too much information. I covered too much stuff. Yeah. And and we got done and we're like, no, nah, this is yeah. so we're gonna can that one and we're redoing this. Yes. And the last one we brewed beer and then this one we're brewing beer too. Yeah. But we're gonna have a lot of let's beer. do this every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have enough money to buy all that. <laughs> and we're brewing from scratch. Yeah, so we're doing well, let's see here. We did a stout last weekend mm-hmm. and I tasted it. Very tasty. It was stouty. Mm-hmm. And then this weekend we're doing an IPA. So on both sides of the Spectrum yeah. there, so yeah, yeah, that'll be good, yeah, yeah, it's solid. So yeah, but um, yeah, we did podcast, but we're here to podcast some more. It's gonna be solid, and uh, we got good things to talk about. Yep, we, I have four or five subjects to cover. So, but we're just gonna cover one at a time. Right. And this week we're gonna do Satan in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and that will kind of maybe relate to some things that people have asked. I think Jay Hinkle had asked some yep. stuff. I don't know if it'll the, answer the question, right on target. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we'll hit right. I don't think we'll, you know, hit the nail on the head, the proverbial right. nail on the head with the hammer. It'd be like but. hitting a screw with a hammer. It won't quite work, but it. I've seen people do that. Yeah, <laughs> trying to hammer a screw. It's like no, no, that's not right. That's not Anyways, but uh, yeah, the question no. that has been asked by 
a couple individuals is, and I'll, I'll just kind of state it here is, um, and again, I don't think we're going to answer this perfectly, but it'll give you another side of the sphere to take a look at. But you, we talked about Nakash a long time ago, you know, maybe a couple months mm-hmm. ago. Nakash was the entity that tempted Adam and Eve, the created first created humans. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people attribute that to Satan. Mm-hmm. They put Satan on there. And um, then that entity is probably no longer around, most likely no longer around phys- in the physical form. Right. And then the question is that other people have asked is what is the entity that um, tempted Jesus in the desert? Is that mm-hmm. the same entity as the one that was all the way at the beginning where we think Satan tempted Jesus there and mm-hmm. also tempted Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. right? But right. It, it sounds like it's two different entities. Yeah. Now, some people argue that Nakash was Satan in the garden and yeah. the Nakash was the one who tempted Jesus. And there are arguments. And if you, if that's your view, I, I'm, that's cool. Yeah. Because there's something in Revelation that talks about that serpent, that old dragon or something like that, a reference made. But uh, I suspect that they're different. Yeah. And I'm going to talk, and, and these are things that don't, like pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, I don't care what you are. I'm not pre-trib, but I hope it works out that way. Pre-trib rapture and stuff. Right. So we, anyways, that's uh, it doesn't matter. For those who don't know that, that's in Revelation, there's multiple ways that Jesus comes back and that the, the saints are taken up into yeah, heaven. before the tribulation. Yeah. Four but, different views of it. Yeah. So, I'm sorry to bring that up, but, but yeah, uh, no. anyway. so okay. So you can stop me anytime you want. I will want to say this is going to be a controversial as podcast. Yep. Yeah, as usual. This one might be the most controversial so far. Oh, I'll, we're just. I'm sure I'll give you more controversy. We're ratcheting it up. <laughs> like once you thought that we were crazy, well, I'll take it back because I'm not crazy. Once you thought my dad was crazy, <laughs> he's gonna hit you with a little bit more. Dude, there is. 50% more that I don't bring to the podcast. Yeah, you give it it's, to me. We'll yeah, we talk here. about it, but there's certain things you can't... You can't talk about. Yeah. Um, so, this is just viewer discretion advised. <laughs> PG-15. Yeah, turn it off right now. Uh, <laughs> what I don't know if it's PG. It'd be like spiritual level 15 or whatever. Yes. Uh, yeah. Parental guidance, spiritual level. SL yep. 13. I even this first, uh, so I'll read this, but we'll make it more conversational. But uh, even this first paragraph, I took some things out because I'm like, Lord, that's too harsh on the church. So, uh, so, okay, I'll begin. Go for it. Uh, This can be a very complicated and controversial subject, as Timon said. I highly recommend getting these notes. Okay, so Timon and I gave that to you. Yeah, so I have the notes. You you message me, timonspodcast.gmail.com. I'll shoot them to you. I got them yeah. on deck. You can yep. hit me up on Twitter. I'll try to shoot them to you that way as well. So, yep. Get yep. the notes. Doable. It's better yep. than just listening. Um, I highly recommend not arguing with people over it. Yeah. Once you got this knowledge, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Don't share it. Right. No, I'm joking. Uh, for many Christians. Oh, yeah, once sorry. you got this knowledge, send them this podcast. If they want to argue, have them listen to this podcast. Yeah. They can argue with us. Because I don't have, I don't make my, you can't publicly get to me. So, I, yeah. so yeah. You can. You can get to him through me yeah, well, by emailing me. I don't listen to everybody. Okay. Uh, for many Christians, this will be hard to comprehend. This is because, and, and, and I, I toned this down, let me tell you. This is because large portions of the church have failed 
to teach biblical subjects that venture above elementary level concepts. Shame on the church. But Jesus loves his church, so I have to... Anyways, I held back. I took some stuff out of there. Yeah. Uh, all right. The word Satan appears nearly 50 times in the Scripture, depending on which translation you use. The New Testament seems more straightforward. There are 33 times in the New Testament where Satan is used as a proper name. It is talking about a particular entity. This is because during the intertestamental period and into the early church period, the idea of one fallen being as the main arch enemy of God begins to form. So that period, 200 years, about two, 300 years before Christ and the first two centuries of the early church, the idea of Satan being one main entity is where that idea forms. Okay. Okay. Not before that. Not before that. Okay. Um, the name Satan contained that idea. Uh, well, that was should, Anyways, yeah. But the Old Testament is more vague and more complicated, and so that's what I'm going to focus on. The Old so Testament. the idea came after the Old Testament is what you're trying yes. to say. Yes, yeah. right. The Old Testament, though, has a little bit of a nuanced mm-hmm. kind of look at it. And we read that into right. Old Testament passages right. because we're not trained. We're taught at an elementary level mm-hmm. that Satan is this and God is this. Good mm-hmm. guy, bad guy. Just like we're taught, uh, there are good angels and bad angels, and the bad angels are demons. Nope. Yeah. Nope. 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 Much more complicated. Just how we're taught that Adam and Eve ate an apple. Well, nope. Yeah, because I've nope. been seeing this nope. thing where it's like Adam and Eve, they ate an apple and they fell into sin. And mm. now everyone's walking around with a phone with a bitten apple on the back of their phone. And they're like, oh my goodness, can you believe it? There may be some truth to that, but then also it's like, but they didn't eat an apple. Where did that right. idea come from? Because they didn't know what fruit it was, so they just attributed it an apple to the fruit. Yeah, and the, never... the lump in your uh, man's throat is called an Adam's apple. Yeah. Because it got that lump got stuck there. Yeah, I think that's where that came. I'm guessing. Never looked it up. Never looked. It ah, up. but we died. But again, David. third grade level, you know, wives' tales. Anyways. Right. Okay, keep going. Uh, in the Old Testament, how many times does it appear? Yeah, thank you. In the Old Testament, it appears 15 times in the KJV, King James. But the Old Testament is vague on who this character is. We do not know. What we do know, what we do now, is read into that character the ideas that formed two centuries before and two centuries after Christ arrived. As I argued in my Genesis 3 sermon, so now I'm going to quote, the Old Testament most often uses the Satan as a title, not a name, like in Job's chapter 1 and 2, where Hasatan, the Satan, appears before God and his divine counsel to accuse Job of moral insincerity. The word Hasatan is not a name. It is a title of the position of a court prosecutor. You're going to hear me say that over and over title. I also argued this title is often hidden in English. In the Hebrew text, you will see it rendered as Hasatan, an opponent or an adversary. Hebrew grammar, like English, does not attach a definite article to a proper name. For example, people do not call me the J. They simply call me J. Right. But if they call you the father or uh-huh. <clears throat> the carpenter, right, that's where you would put that the in there. Uh-huh. Just like that's how the Hebrews would It's call. describing my position. Yeah. Right. So when you see Satan in the Bible, it's usually the, the Satan. Satan. Which, I, keep asking that. That's yeah. good. I'm glad you're yeah. clarifying that. Yes. Thank you, Tim. Mm-hmm. So 
the word Satan appears around 15 times in the Old Testament and is always used in terms of an adversary or an opposition, never as a proper name that I know of. Okay. I could be wrong, but... Right. Because I looked up... 90% of the time you are wrong, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, now... <laughs> Thanks. I haven't ate all day, and this beer is feeling great. Oh, yeah. You... <laughs> I'm joking, guys. It's apple cider. Yeah. Now, don't hyperventilate. Okay. But in Numbers 22, the title word Satan is Numbers... even used to describe the angel of the Lord mm. when he stands in opposition to Balaam. Numbers 22, 22. Mm-hmm. I want to look that up. That's what I was going to say. Oh, thanks. Numbers twenty two twenty two. So this ha Satan or the Satan is used for God. Mm-hmm. For this, yep, yep. All right, turn yep. off the podcast, guys. <laughs> Go home. Can't listen to this. But listen to it, and you'll understand. Okay, yeah. It's because I'll I'll defend Jesus as a good person, a good a great God, mm-hmm. not just a person. Okay, look closer at this verse. This is the passage where the king of Moab hires Balaam to put a curse on the nation of Israel. As Balaam is making his journey with the king's dignitaries toward Moab, he has met with resistance. Balaam's donkey kept retreating from the road because she saw the angel of the Lord with a drawn sword standing in the way. So here's verse 22. But God's anger was kindled because Balaam went, and the angel of the Lord took his stand. The angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as his adversary, his Satan. That's what it says. That's what it says in the Hebrew. Can we back it up for a second? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so one, I want to say this this Numbers 22 passage is a great read. When you are in middle school and you read the King James Version, there's a lot of ass. (laughs) (laughs) I remember reading that at... uh, Oh my goodness. It was like... And then he got on his ass, and he went. It was just—it's a great read. It's a wonderful read. So if <laughs> if you've never read this story, one, it's a, it's a good time to go check it out because it's hilarious, and mm-hmm. it's a great way to like—I don't know. It was just like when you live in this like real conservative, uptight, and then you read in the Bible, ass, ass, ass. It's just—it's so great. So anyway, which is I an old word for donkey? Come on, now. that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay, it said donkey, donkey, donkey. Yeah, but I'm not going to censor the Bible. Come on, no. Say it like it means. But um, this whole story, is, is it cool if we just give a yes, little bit ahead. of a background of what the story is? Mm-hmm. Maybe people don't know who Balaam is. So yeah. this story, Balaam, is a prophet of Israel, right? No. No. He's... Oh, well, that's a, I'm glad you asked that. Okay, so what, who is Balaam in this in this piece? Is he a prophet of God? No. No, so he's just a prophet mm-hmm. of whatever. Yep. So then he... I'm glad you're asking. That's good, Tim. Yeah. yeah. So he then goes, well, no. Then okay. So, he, so, yeah. Okay. So the background is Israel is, has moved out of Egypt. They're out of slavery. They're in the, in the desert camping and Moab, the, the nation of Moab uh, knows the people of Israel are moving in and they're going to wipe out a bunch of people on their way into the promised land. Right. Okay. So Moab like knows this. Yeah. So Moab hires Balaam. Now Balaam was a renowned prophet. Okay. Doesn't mean he's a prophet of God, but he. Very spiritual fellow. Yeah. He knew how occultically to reach entities and get answers. Okay. Okay. 
So Balaam is not a prophet of God, in my in my view. So, but he does know how to. He taps in. He's better than these people that do seances and stuff. He had he he, he had high level. clout, man. Yeah. yeah. So then yep. he is heading to go talk to the king of Moab, right? Yep. The king of Moab sent people with money, and Balaam's like, ah, I can't, I can't do that because I don't, you know, the god of. He talks about God. He knows who God of Israel is. He's like, ah, he's not going to let me go. They come back again, tempt him with more riches. I think the king, I don't remember, but it, I don't want to get into too many details. No. But basically, Balaam ends up going with, with the uh, dignitaries. Back to the king. Back to Moab, the region of Moab, to go up on a mountain and curse Israel. Yeah. And on his way, the angel of the Lord stands, stands in, the path. in the path. And the donkey sees it sees yeah and so the donkey won't go past the angel because it's freaked out right and then balaam's beating the crap out of his donkey Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and then the or ass as the king james would say and then the donkey then speaks human language yes to balaam that's a story in the bible Yes, the female yeah. donkey speaks with Bible the voice what? of a man. Oh. Ooh, we won't go down that rabbit. <laughs> That's a rabbit trail. That's a fun one. Old Testament is a female donkey. In the New Testament, it talks about the donkey having the voice of a man. Mm. So I haven't messed I've with that, but that I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So anyways, so yeah, the base, basically Balaam's donkey turns around and she's like, I've always you know, carried you around and everything. What do you, don't you realize what's happening? And then God opens Balaam's eyes and he sees the angel of the Lord standing in front of him with a sword yeah. and he, he gets on his face and like, ah. Yeah, freaks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so God is angry at Balaam because he knows what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. But God allows Balaam to go and then Balaam goes up on the mountain and does occultic things to get prophecies and God puts prophecies in his mouth and he only speaks blessing over Israel. Yeah. In fact, he speaks, Balaam speaks about the demise of Moab and all the other countries. Yeah, so as he's getting paid <laughs> to curse this one by the king, he gets up there and just starts cursing the king, basically. Yes. And he can't help it. Yep. Because he's just, and then he eventually gives the king of Moab insight on how to mess up Israel, yeah, yeah. later on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, okay, yep. so sorry. I, I just, for those That's who've good. not heard that story, I thought that might be a fun Fun one to walk down. And for those who may have read it when they were in middle school and only remembered the crucial part, ass, mm-hmm. it would be good to have a refresher of what the go. actual story is. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. So, the okay. angel of the Lord that sits so, there is his, mm-hmm. in Hebrew, Satan. Ha Satan. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So, I'll pick up there. Woo-hoo. So, the word adversary is Satan. The angel of the Lord, the second person of the Trinity, stood to oppose to Satan, Balaam. Hmm. This may seem uncomfortable, but Jesus was a Satan to Balaam. Jesus is not the enemy of God who became known as Satan in the New Testament. No, no, no. He is the divine adversary opposing the evil that Balaam is moving towards. Jesus is protecting Israel. This brings clarity to two more troubling passages. You ready? I'm ready. There's more. Oh, boy. Now, let's move away from the story of Balaam. Mm-hmm. Those two passages are 2 Samuel 24, 1 and 1 Chronicles 21, 1. Yeah. Now, they're the same event. 
because they're they're talking about the same event. It's just in different books. I okay. this past year I've been reading a chronological Bible. Mm-hmm. Past two years I've been reading a chronological Bible, and it's interesting because they put everything in chronological order. The whole book, the whole Bible. One of the things I noticed was while reading Second Samuel and First Chronicles, <coughs> Chronicles, they're the same account, just two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. One, it feels like is more of like an annals of the kings, like a. A scribe dictating another one's more of like a story from a perspective of a person who was there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I picked up when I was reading that. But yep. so yeah, it's interesting because when you're reading the Bible, you read first and second Samuel, you do some stuff, then you read first and second chronicles. You don't realize when you're reading that they're the same ones until you look at them side by side. And mm. It's like, oh no way. I've seen yep. that also with the gospels. The gospel, I'm in the gospels right now, and it's literally three of the same. Well, you'll read a story, it's the same story three times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. John's a little bit outside of the, yeah, but all four gospels over. Yeah. Uh, Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles all overlap in certain ways. Yeah. So, yeah, you get a different perspectives. But okay. So, yes. Yeah. Second Samuel and First Chronicles 21 1. Yep. 20 or 24 1. They're both the same story. Yep. So now I'm going to read you those verses. Yeah. Okay. So 2 Samuel 24, that verse. Again, the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he incited David against them, saying, Go, number Israel and Judah. That's 2 Samuel 24. Okay. And now 1 Chronicles. Then Satan stood up against Israel and incited David to number Israel. Hmm. See the discrepancy there? Same story, two different mm-hmm. ways of saying it. Okay. Okay, so this is the same event, but why is God the in- instigator in the Samuel passage, whereas Satan is the initiator in Chronicles? So Samuel passages seems like God is the one um, that's angry with David, and then Chronicles, it seems like Satan is the one that re- is doing the bad if, well, it's not bad, but anyways, if you understand it. Okay, so the answer is hidden in the Hebrew and in the context of each passage. Each passage. Look at the Second Samuel passage. So I believe that the context is that David and Israel had fallen into national pride, and David gave in to sin. He was a, uh, you say David would be kind of like a MAGA. Mm-hmm. Make Israel great again. Yeah, so... Just so you know, God is not making David sin. Because the first one almost sounds like, if you don't know the context, it's like the anger of the Lord kindled against was kindled against Israel, and he incited David. So it it's almost yeah. sounds like God... Uh, were you going to make a joke there? I was, yeah. Well, Omega, make um, Israel great again. Make Israel... <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. All right. That was, that was rough. Sorry. Okay. All right, go. Sorry, you were saying... Omega, M-I. Make Israel great again. Yeah. Um, so the context is that national pride has gotten, there's something really bad going on and, and God is not happy with the situation, but we don't have time to exegete that whole passage, but because we're, we're focusing in on something else, but okay. So that's the context. Pride gives into sin, gives into numbering the troops. Right. So you know how great you are. Yeah. Okay. The one who distributed justice was the angel of the Lord. So you'll see that in verse 16. Let me read that to you just because I have that in, in, in the Samuel passage. And when the angel, so the angel of the Lord stretched out his hand towards Jerusalem to destroy it, the Lord relented from calamity. Okay, so again, I don't want to get into the whole story, but it's the angel of the Lord that is is um, coming against Israel. There, there's a punishment going on, a three-day a three plague 
is happening. Doesn't he give him a couple different options? Yeah. And David took the three days instead of the three months or three years of punishment. Yeah. He took three days. Let's just do that. The worst out of the way. Yep. And and I don't have time to get into the all, you know, because people are like, well, how can, anyways, there's other questions that we don't, I don't want to deal with now. But so it's in the second Samuel passage, who is doing the punishing? The angel of the Lord. Hmm. Okay. The same thing happens in the Chronicles passage. David sins. He sinned. The angel of the Lord is the one that punished. So that's verse 15. Let me go to that. First Chronicles 21. Let me go to verse 15. And so the Lord sent a pestilence on Israel, and 70,000 men fell. So, it again, it's the, it's the Lord that's doing the punishment. Okay, so in both passages, the Lord is the one that's punishing. Okay, so now we got to get back to this. How come Second Samuel? It seems like uh, God is the one who's mad with Israel, and then in the Chronicles, it seems like it's Satan who is doing the work. Right. So that's that's what we have. That's the thing we have to work out. Okay. Um. Here's the rub. It is God who opposes David in 2 Samuel, and it is also God who opposes David in Chronicles. But the English translators capitalized Satan in the Chronicles passage and made it a proper noun. That's so confusing. Yeah. Like now, if you read it, then you're like, God does it there, but then also Satan does it. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like confusing for yeah. your average Bible reader. Yes, is reading through and they're like, "Oh yeah, God did this," and then later on they're like, "Oh, Satan did this." Yep. Wait, which one was it? Yeah, it wasn't Satan. Yeah, because we're reading into it. The translators are reading into it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so yeah, listen. <laughs> if you use the Blue Letter Bible online, if you use the tools. For this passage, you'll find that the word Satan, small s, Satan, is a common Hebrew noun. It is a title, a position. It's not a name. But in the King James, but the King James translators, as well as several others, have made it into a proper noun. They capitalized S on Satan. They changed the text. They did a control find. Look through the whole document, mm-hmm. and then just said, "Let's take out the Satan." Yeah, this ticks off the King James only people, but that's okay. Uh, they changed it. Everything ticks off the yeah. King James people, <laughs> and I don't hate the King James version. I just, yeah, I just okay. So the one who stood up against David, the one who stood as an adversary to David, was actually God. Okay, now here are some examples of other Bibles that have found that assumption and corrected it. So like the New American Bible says, it doesn't say, doesn't say capital S Satan, it says a Satan. So like they know it's a title. A Satan rose up against Israel. Uh, the NET, which is the New English translation, an adversary opposed Israel. Um, this is the First Chronicles 21. Yeah, the, okay. yep, the First Chronicles. So they, they realize ca- Satan shouldn't be capitalized because it's not a person. Yeah. It's an adversary or an opponent. It's a title position. So, okay. So, uh, the Septuagint 
also says that it says the devil stood up, but it, but I know we think of the devil, but it it it's not capitalized. They they realize that it's uh, an, an opponent is standing against Israel. Hmm. Okay, so Second Samuel twenty four one and First Chronicles twenty one one are not two discordant passages, as skeptics like to point out. Hmm. In both cases, which I mean makes sense. Mm-hmm. If you're a skeptic, you say, "Look, <laughs> yeah, the Bible's unreliable. Yeah. God is the bad guy here, and Satan is the bad guy here, or they're working together." Yeah. No, that, that's not what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just again, in First Samuel, we see God is unhappy with Israel for their pride. In First Chronicles, God is unhappy, but God is an opposing force. He is a Satan against Israel, mm. not the Satan. Because we're reading in stuff that doesn't—it's not there. Right. So, um, so, anyways, in both cases, it is the Lord who stands in opposition to David's transgression, and in the case of the Chronicles passage, it is the Lord, not capital S Satan, who is acting as the divine adversary. So, as I said earlier, this is my last paragraph. Uh, in the New Testament, the idea of Satan as one particular fallen entity is a reasonable assumption. Jesus equates Satan with the fallen entity Beelzebub in Matthew 12, 26-27. And in Revelation 2.13, Jesus says, I know where you dwell. He's talking to the church there. I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is. So he's he, he's not going against them. He's going, I know it's tough because you you're... Your city is where Satan's throne is. Hmm. And so uh, Jesus was speaking to the church at Pergamum. This is where the famous altar of Zeus was. Mm -hmm. The Greek god Zeus is basically the same entity as the Roman god Jupiter. That entity has several other names depending on which culture you're dealing with. Just remember that this is not the case with the Old Testament. So just to reiterate, the New Testament seems to link in on one particular entity and Beelzebub or Zeus, it, it's probably the same entity. Yeah. It, whoever Jesus dealt with in the desert was probably the entity over the whole Roman Empire. Hmm. And so th- that was the entity in charge, which they call Satan in the New Testament. But it, it's not that clear in the Old Testament. We just keep reading that in. We just keep throwing it back over. Yeah. Which makes sense if this idea came about and everyone was thinking that idea during Jesus' time. Of course, he's going to use that idea that's culturally to go forward and explain things, but it's not going to apply to the back. You know, right. you can't you can't take terminology that we all agree on right now and say, "Well, that's what they agreed on back then." They may have thought of something totally different back then, and you got to understand what that's the understanding yep. culture. That's the understanding where that comes from. That's mm-hmm. the digging in, and a lot of times, you know, we yeah yeah. So you know, yeah. we're seeing that a lot right now. Mm-hmm. You know, someone said this well. In today's context, that means this thing, but back then they may have not meant it that way, and you can't apply right. that, um, just across the board. Yeah. So, like, I, I mean, you couldn't tell the apostles, uh, "Hey, you should. Uh, why don't you just Google this thing?" Well, they didn't have yeah, Google, right? But exactly. w- it's so we, you know, <laughs> it's something we know now, but, and we tend to read into that. Yeah. So. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what, man. That was that's pretty controversial. <laughs> People can go. You have the notes. I have the notes. Timmons podcast at gmail.com. Give me a give me a holler and I'll uh, I'll send you the notes. You, know, yeah. you can take a look at it. Now there are people that will have all whole books. I mean, this is just a little two page thing. We'll probably have whole. Not that I care. I'm not going to go read their books, but 
because I know some people have said, no, Satan is the same thing. And, you know, okay, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. That's cool. But, I mean, I'm looking right at the Hebrew language, and it's not there that I know of. Yeah. It, it's just not that clear. Yeah, but have you read it upside down before? <laughs> oh, I should have. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to put it in a room with a mirror and another mirror, and then you read it that way, and you'll see it. Oh, like how Da Vinci wrote backwards. <laughs> yeah. Da yeah. Vinci. Um, well, okay. All right. Well, this is very interesting. Thanks for mm-hmm. um, literally destroying everyone's perception of <laughs> who God's adversary is. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to cover Azazel next, too. That's a whole other... But not to. I don't want to spend months and months on Satan, because he's really not... The, the most important, focus. yeah. The, mo- the most important thing is, is that you know, forty years, forty some years ago, you know, Jesus stepped into my life and transformed me out of the realm of, you know, basically, not knowing my spiritual destiny, not knowing who God was. I had a little bit of knowledge of who, but I didn't have a personal relationship. Yeah. So, so whether you agree with the other these things or we, we don't want to focus on Satan all the time or what I almost hate reporting on it, but I, I don't know. I, yeah. It's kind of, kind of refreshing too to be like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You don't want it to be so watered down. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times things are so watered down. It's that third grade level. It's kind of fun to be like, yeah, what you, you start reading this and it really, if you get into it, it pokes at the, your different ideas, especially yeah. if you've been a Christian for a long time. Maybe some of the stuff you're thinking can be poked at a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's good to do that. But yeah, no, I I agree. It's you don't want to focus on it. It doesn't need to be the focus, but you also can't be afraid to talk about it. Yeah. That's what here that's what we're here for. And 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 like I said, don't be argumentative. I've heard some people take what I said and go, Oh, the blah blah and then they they, they they pare it down really small and then it's like, Well, there's there's a lot of little things Nuance. that you're missing and so it almost well, Jay said, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I just took two pages and, you and uh, you know, I, I mean, I didn't write this up in five minutes. Right. You know, so y- you can't explain this. Jay said that Satan's not Satan in the Old Testament. Well, that just brings up a can of worms and then yeah, you, you can't understand it without some background. So, yeah. yeah. Which is why we did this podcast. Yeah. And which is why I. Don't let anybody know my home address. Right. <laughs> One, two, three, North Main Street, Milford, Indiana. Oh, don't send them there. All right. <laughs> Some poor person who has that. It's going to be. That's not where I live, you guys. Yeah, that's exactly where he lives. Okay. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. We have to go. Um, I mean, we're almost ready to do the next piece of the, the brewing process. Awesome. Six minutes and 20 seconds. So. You can drink beer and be a Christian? I mean, maybe that's holy what we need. Cow. Oh my goodness! Oh my word! Not a good Christian, though. Not that cows are holy. Yeah, <laughs> some of them are. Yeah, you can't be a good Christian. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for coming in and talking. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Any, any nope. last words? Nope. Peace out. Peace out, everyone.
about hybrids? Do they exist? Do not be deceived. There are tares sown among the wheat. There is no deception so well hidden in plain sight than the agenda of the troglodyte. They aim to erase human dominion of the earth and claim it for their own.